Hello everybody. This is Bounce Back with Neema Mankar. Welcome to my show. Guess who's here today? I'm so excited to tell you that we have one of your favorite authors here, Neil De Silva from Mumbai. Who doesn't know him? The best-seller author of horror books, the award-winning blogger of Indie Blogger Awards category. Neil is an inspiring speaker at a TEDx platform. He has 12 books to his credit. He was listed in the top seven Indian horror writers by one of the popular magazines of the United Kingdom. Today, he stands tall as the best Indian horror writer. Wow. Well, what more? He's always the first choice as a judge in all writing competitions. He conducts writing workshops and is a household name in the world of literary clubs across the world. We are privileged to have you here, Neil. So hello and a big welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Neemaji, for having me on your show. And I'm very privileged that I am kicking off the first episode of your podcast show that is bounce back so thank you so much for thinking of me and uh, yes also for those lofty words household name i do not know yet <laughs> but uh, kind of you to say that thank you please tell me a little about your childhood family education and your profession okay to all my readers who are listening to me this is a chance to know more about where i started from or where it all began so I, I was born in Mumbai. I am still in Mumbai. So a Mumbai boy through and through. So when I uh, came in the house of my parents, I was a kind of a lonely child. I do have a brother, but uh, most of our childhood was like my brother used to be in school and I used to be at home. So it was mostly like I was the only kid at home at most of uh, during my growing up years. Now, my dad, he worked full time. He was an assistant sales manager at a company. And he also freelanced as a subtitlist. So he used to subtitle Hindi movies into English. So that was the time or that is that was my first brush with storytelling. Because, you know, my dad's uh, clients were the biggest uh, names of uh, the film world at that time. We had movies from Chokras and uh, all those you know, Raj Kapoor movies and also the Ramsey movies. So all these movies, the scripts used to come to my house and my dad used to, after he came back from his office, he used to sit on his Remington typewriter and translate those movies from Hindi to English. And I, as a little kid, at that time, I might have been in grade six or seven. I used to sit next to him when he used to do that. And I used to very intently look at the script, like how he's taking that Hindi dialogue, typing it and then translating it into English. So that is where my fascination with two things, language as well as storytelling began. That used to also pepper it with instructions, you know, like this is how the shot is made. This is how the dialogues are written. This is what the director must be thinking. So it set me off thinking. Also, my dad again, um, and yesterday was his birthday. He would have been 87 if he was with us today. <clears throat> he was also an avid, an avid book collector. So any book that he would see just chalte chalte on the roadside, he would just pick it up. It did not matter to him what the genre was, who the author was. If he found it interesting, it would land in the house. And there was this entire room in our house, which was filled with books, you know, like floor to ceiling. And as a lonely child in the afternoons, I would run those books. And invariably, I would go to those topmost shelves where he had kept the books that I was not supposed to read. 
as a child and those were the horror titles so that is where uh, again i was at that same you know that pre previous university age that is grade 6 7 maybe and that is the time when i discovered this mother load of horror books he had all these titles dracula frankenstein the picture of dorian gray all those titles were there somewhere on the top and i got those and i started reading them and that is where my fascination with horror began as a genre so this was basically my childhood it was very happy and we were not a rich family but we had everything that we wanted and we were very very happy you know very contented a kid growing up i was born in 75 so you know growing up time was in my 80s and the early 90s so in that time we were very contented with what we had we did not crave for things so that is how my childhood was then later on i i, I was good academically uh, i went into science i did my graduation i did my post graduation and when that happened i landed up starting a coaching class my dad used to teach after his retirement so that itself uh, blossomed into this coaching institute and i took it over and the coaching institute did very well again we had lots of students and that was a good time of our life uh, financially speaking because we had at a time like 500 students a year so that was uh, good money coming in but then i did it for 18 years i started it on the very next day of my post graduation i finished my last examination was on may 18 1998 and i started the coaching class on may 19 1998 it was like that for 18 years i taught i taught all the subjects it was a one man show then other teachers came at the end of it we had around a staff of 40 so uh, i taught 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 18 years happened and then suddenly you know i got married i had kids and all and then i felt like am i going to do this all my life am i going to only be in this one room teaching students because my students at that time they graduated and gone abroad and doing such good stuff and i was still in that one class too so you know that started eating me up and then i felt like oh no i'm not i'm okay financially maybe i'm very happy i had a flat of my own i had everything i had a 3 bhk in mumbai and all i by that time but then i did not i was not creatively happy so you know something was bothering me inside a big nag was there like this is not what you are supposed to do then i had a chat with my wife and then i she asked me what do you want to do if you are so unhappy then what do you want to do this was in 2014 so then i told her i want to go back to what i enjoyed as a kid and that is stories i want to write something i used to freelance i used to write for clients uh, by at that time also but then i just said i want to write a novel and i want to see my name on that novel so then she said if you want to do it then go ahead do it and that is how in 2015 january 3rd i released my first book that was maya's new husband so this is it this is the beginning of my journey i know that i went a little bit ahead than the question you asked no no it's perfectly okay very interesting i i thought i would cover it all <laughs> yeah, that's yes. that's good yes thank you so much how did you feel to see yourself in print for the first time that i cannot describe that feeling it was one of the happiest moments of my life like i don't know how many times in my life i have been really genuinely happy i was very happy when my son was born it was the first blessing of my life of course when i got married but then we got married in an arranged marriage kind of thing so you know that kind of thing had the relationship had not developed by the time we had married but when the child came 
that was my number one happiness when my daughter came that was also my number one happiness at an equal level and then i would say when each of my book comes especially the first book now maya's new husband when it was released uh and my name was there on the cover you know i cannot describe how i felt when i got it the first thing that i did was to open the copies of the book and smell the pages because that was always something that i love to do even with any other book so that is even today you give me any book in my hand that is what i'll do first i'll open the pages and i'll smell them so i saw the smell and you know somewhere that at that moment it struck that oh this has the same smell that i get from other books that i read whether they are of jeffrey archer or or enid blyton or agatha christie or anybody so it's the same smell so i'm in the same space now i am also a published author so it struck at that time that okay i'm published my book is there on the shelves when in 2017 i got uh, traditionally published that was with the uh, rupa and penguin two of my books came out together this was 2019 2019 two of my books came out together one was yakshini with rupa publications and uh, then one was haunted which was with penguin uh, random house india and when these books hit the bookstores when i saw them in crossword and oxford and you know kitabkhana and all these places and then i went to the airports when i was traveling to cities i was called to lit fests my book was there and then uh, the people are they were so kind to take the book out and give me to sign take pictures of me on the book so that was the time you know i felt oh god this is happening this is real so something that i wanted to do has happened and i'll share uh, an experience here which i had whenever these moments come in my life neema ji i mean whenever there is anything related uh, success related with books i always miss my father i miss him a lot the reason is because as i told you he started me out on this journey yes and we lost him in 2011 that was when he went he went very happily i mean he was a happy soul and he was so uh, when he went the last thing that he told me you know a uh, few days before his departure what he told me was that uh, i have a story in mind and i want to write a book i don't know from where that came but he just told me that I, he was not even coherent at that time uh he had lost his senses almost so he did not know what he was talking but uh, he told me that and i heard that and there was nobody else in the room and i heard that he told me the entire thing for 10 minutes a story it did not, not uh, much make sense but he told me that story and 5 years later i actually got published in 2015 which was not a part of my plan but i got published so when, whenever i do that my first book i dedicated to my dad and whenever i do that i miss him so last year when penguin random house called me to their office in delhi and it was you know an all expense paid trip to delhi and uh, called me in the office they had a book launch and when i landed at the airport then there was the chauffeur car waiting for me you know from penguin and uh, my name was there on that placard how they stand and uh, down was written penguin random house up it was neil de silva so i broke down in the car i was weeping and that was also my birthday that was also october 31st you know so that was also my birthday and i was really missing him that you know somewhere at least you must see this what is happening i am going to the office of penguin random house you know and they have called me here so it's like that that is a moment it's very emotional and really interesting and from your talks i feel that it was really a smooth ride for you was it becoming an author ah uh, <laughs> 
the beginning was a bit smooth yes because when i first published my book maya's new husband it was a kindle self published book so i just put the book out and it worked very well it hit number 1 and uh, you know a lot of my readers already know the history that that book created there was no other horror book at that time and uh, this was the number one horror book for a long period of time for around 2 years it was in the amazon top 10 so that ride was very good and then uh, big publishers uh, spoke to me that they wanted to publish it in a, uh, with a bigger name and uh, i got a movie deal on it a producer also contacted me because of that that part of the ride was very easy it was good i was happy then i immediately published two three more books but then the difficulties started you know then you started understanding the challenges so first challenge that i understood was that um, i still want to have a big name publisher that was the first thing because i was self published at that time another thing was that the litfests were not inviting me because i was only a self published author as i say so the litfests you know they were sidelining Uh, me uh, even though they knew about me they knew that the book was doing well i was not getting invited that was another thing that rankled me and there were certain such things you know where i just felt that maybe there is another level to go ahead these all challenges i understood later there was another big challenge that was i was writing horror and horror doesn't uh, you know it didn't have that kind of big market in india as other genres have like maybe romance or mythology so then there was also this challenge that okay i have to work with horror i have to uh, bring this one genre i want to bring people to read it so these were the challenges later on then what happened is i met a literary agent he contacted me suhel mathur of the book bakers and then we started reorienting my career plan like what we can do how we can take neil de silva from being a self published author to being a bigger name author and that is where we sat and discussed and we came upon certain plans that you know these are the story plots which work and these are the kinds of things that you can do and that is when i got the bigger deals i got the bigger publishing but even today i will tell you the challenge still exists the challenge exists because i write a genre that is not very popular horror is still a rising genre in india today it is becoming more popular than it was 5 years ago but even then we still have to reach that stage where you know as you said neil de silva will become a household name that has not yet happened <laughs> all right so which book of yours is particularly close to your heart i have two books that are very very close to my heart and uh, the first is of course maya's new husband my debut it is the book that made me it is the book to which i owe my entire uh, you know gratitude for bringing me to this world of authors and literature so maya's new husband is definitely my first book which i love a lot and also at that time nobody knew me so what i wrote in that book was pure and you know like unadulterated i did not uh, sanitize anything i did not censor anything i wrote everything as raw as i wanted to so that is the book which is you know like 100% pure neil de silva so that book and the second book which is my favorite is yakshini because yakshini was my first big published book when i love it rupa publications so that was my first traditionally published book as i can say or a commercial book and uh, yakshini's story is also very dear to me because it came out of uh, the tragic situation of the nirbhaya rape case that was where it started in my mind and then it bloomed into this uh, story of yakshini where uh, i show a optimistic view of things 
though the actual case was very bleak and you know a tragedy for us but that is how yakshini was born and then i gave that story my all it was my it was everywhere understands yes so yes i i have read it and it was really, it's really a very nice book thank you apart from the challenges were there any setbacks that you faced in your life see one of the challenges that i faced uh, was you know when i was in my coaching class as i told you that was a kind of very low state i was not happy that time at all which i have already spoken about that i felt that okay i am making money but i am not creatively happy that was one phase the second phase was uh, this period in 2015 i got published in 2016 i was published in 2017 also but the period of 2018 was a kind of a low phase because that period what happened is uh, my books didn't come out there were no books that i brought out and uh, there were these uh, deals that we were talking about but the deals did not materialize so 2018 was a year when i started doing a rethinking that you know whether i am here is it the right thing to do or not because i had a good run of 3 years and then 2018 was a year when a major deal broke so this was a deal for yakshini it was a deal for uh, the, a movie adaptation of a tv show adaptation rather of uh, the book and uh, we worked on it very hard me my producers and all we worked on it very hard for 7 months and then what happened is we sailed through we got all the green lights everywhere the creative department said yes and uh, for 7 months we slogged on it but later on we found out that the budget that the channel was allocating to the show was very less and within that budget my producers could not meet that show and therefore we had to pull out and it was with a very heavy heart that we did that and when that happened it was like a very a state of like mental block and uh, i spoke about that to my wife and all and she said that maybe it was not time that is all she said maybe it was not time uh, maybe something bigger is going to come so maybe yes because what happened is then in 2019 again i got all these big deals so then i saw that oh it's happening you know so that was just a year where things had to go slow probably okay that's that's how it was well neil we see you as a very jolly jovial you know quick witted person so we wish to know whether this particular quality of yours has helped in bouncing back after the setback you faced i think so yes i i am a very optimistic person rather than all uh, you know those adjectives that you told me quick witted humor and all humor is very important to me if you see my social media posts uh, i hardly look like a horror author in those posts because i do not scare people on social media but i make them laugh but you know what actually has sailed me through is my optimism so i'm a die hard i'm a crazy optimist so even in the worst of scenarios even when things are not working out i will be the last person to say that ave chhod do i am i will still be saying that this will happen tomorrow it will happen day after tomorrow it's going to happen so i am always the person who is thinking who is hanging on to that one ray of hope and you know that is what has uh, really taken me through as i told you you know that 2018 period when i had no deals nothing was there so even at that time i i was in a very low state because that was for the first time that i had a huge offer and then next day it is suddenly snatched away okay this is not happening an ordinary person would have broken down at that point completely gone but i i also felt it of course i will not deny that 
I also felt that I was also low for a period of time, but then I bounced back as your show is called. You know, the reason is because I felt that I have one thing that nobody can take from me and that is my talent to write. So what if this did not work out? My talent is not gone, right? I can still write. If that is gone, then maybe I will be totally at a loss, but that is not gone. That I still have. And as long as I have that capacity to write, uh, and as long as I have my readers, as long as I have my literary agent, and as long as my publishers are having trust in me, till that time that is there, I am not defeated. I am still working. So that is what keeps me going. And uh, then I change the channel, and I come back from this doom and gloom to laughing and making people laugh. I am not a comedian, but I think that I tend to be a little bit humorous in my posts because that is how. And you know. This famous movie, Mera Naam Joker, of Raj Kapoor, yeah. where the Joker is laughing all the time, but inside the sorrow that he has is colossal. You know that is the way most of us are. Most of us are, not just me. Most of us are. We have our sorrows, but people are not interested in knowing about what our sorrows are. And telling your sorrows to other people is not going to make you a winner in life. What is going to make you a winner in life is to have this optimistic, humorous. Humorous approach. That is what is going to see you through. It's very well put. Could you share a few funny episodes of your life? Uh, I I think we are all jokers in my house. <laughs> so because I write horror, everybody in the house, you know, pulls my leg at some time or the other. My wife, my children, all of them. So there was this one incident. I remember. I, I'll share two incidents with you. Okay. So one is in my house. I was writing a very deeply scary scene uh, in my room alone it was after midnight and i am just writing it and uh, i'm totally engrossed in the scene because i i think i was killing somebody or something so i was totally engrossed in how uh, violent that scene was and i'm writing and all of a sudden my wife comes from behind me and she puts her hand on my shoulder like this okay so i get the shock of my life i turned to look and she is dressed in this white gown so that was a double shock so she deliberately came to you know have that fun with me so this is the kind of pranks that we do at home now this second moment i'll share with you this is very interesting this was last year with the pune international lit fest so i was there on the panel and jay alani was there jay alani is my co-author with the uh, haunted the penguin book and he's a paranormal investigator so we were on the panel and there were like 300 350 people in the audience it was a big hit event mm. yeah so jay was telling a story of his investigation now if you have heard jay's podcast he's very famous as a podcaster as well so when jay uh, speaks he has a very mellow deep somber kind of voice so that voice itself it will scare you you know because he he has that kind of capacity with his voice that kind of talent so the entire audience of 350 people were very carefully listening to his ghost story i think he was discussing about his visit to bhangad or some place like that a haunted location so he was deeply saying and everybody was scared first of all it was getting dark outside it was nearing evening and everybody was scared and suddenly you know what happened at a particular moment in the story the lights went off 
so the, there was a kind of you know the complete darkness the whole place plunged in darkness and that shout that came from the audience ah, like you know, everybody got so scared people jumped off their seats <laughs> this really happened and it was uh, in this panel only the horror panel and then in 2 minutes the lights came back but the way that people got a scare and then the laugh that we had over it later all of us that was something remarkable <laughs> well scary i can yes i can imagine now we are very curious to know whether you have actually seen a real ghost a spirit in your life i have near experiences i will not say that i don't know when i was getting my apartment my flat this was i think i was around 27 at that time so i want i had to have it on a bank loan and the bank manager he was not being very generous you know like he was making us run from here to there for some document or the other so around 2 uh, months passed and he was not you know disbursing the loan he was not signing on that dotted line where we were supposed to sign and uh, what was also happening is we had paid the down payment to the builder so the builder was threatening us the builder was telling us ki abhi interest bana padega and etc etc so from there we were getting the threats and from here the bank was not giving the amount that it was supposed to give so we were in a big uh, very difficult state at that time so then what happened is one day the bank manager called us in the morning so us in the sense i my mother and my brother the three of us went to the bank and we sat there this was the uh, loan department of the bank so there was nobody else okay we sat and when we sat we were still discussing that you know the bank manager is just like that he has called today also he is going to send us back etc now at that time a man walks in in the waiting room and this man comes and sits across us and we are stunned we are stunned because this man looked exactly like my grandfather and my grandfather died 10 years ago so he was there and remarkably the same means my grandfather he had these white marks over his face and also he had the same kind of marks the same kind of dressing and he comes and sits and uh, we are just you know stunned like what is this how can two people be so similar and then the bank manager calls me so when he calls me i stand up and i look at that man again and you know what that man does he raises his thumb and he does a thumbs up sign to i don't even know he is he smiles and he does a thumbs up sign now in that mixed feeling i go to the bank manager i don't even know what's going on what went on outside i go and the bank manager is also smiling at me and he just gives me the file and he says sign he has signed it already and he says aapka kaam ho gaya and i am shaking i came out and when i come out that other man he has disappeared he is not there in the room anymore so what my mother said later is that you know maybe your grandfather somewhere he saw that you were in difficulty and he came today to bless you and that is why the work happened so this is an incident that has happened i know it is very scary but it is a kind of sweet scary i think our dead and departed people they are looking at us and uh, they come to us to help us in our difficult situations i think that happens it is quite scary i still feel that you know <laughs> Shaking. Yes, yes. Feeling yes. I do too. Okay, Neil. So you are the first man I'm speaking to who is very comfortable with the label house husband. <laughs> Please say something about this. Uh, in my house, even you know my parents' house, we did not have a kind any kind of gender discrimination. Like there were no roles. Like this is the role a father has to do. This is the role a mother has to do. 
in our case me and my wife that definitely does not exist so like it's not at all that uh, i i don't expect i don't get up in the morning expecting that my wife will cook today it may be my chance to cook so we do that we alternate it okay so sometimes and not even alternate it is just like who wants to cook today kiska man nahi so today i cooked yesterday she cooked so it is like that the same is with every duty whether it is uh, going to the bank or going to the post office you know all these important all these necessary things or going to buy groceries or anything like that so we do not have a set person who will go and do that it's like today you are going you do it today i am going i'll do it my children also they look at us equally their father and mother we are by title but the work when it comes it can come to anybody you know it's not like uh, if, you know in most houses the children have a kind of mind mentality that this is the work then papa has to do this is the work then mama has to do in my house it is not there like that so the children they can go to any one of us with any of their problems and we are equally adept at solving this this helped me i'll tell you why because when i started this podcast with you in 2014 when i told you that i was planning to become a writer and my wife said that if you want to become a writer then do it then write but that entailed one thing and that was shutting down the coaching class because i didn't want to do both the things together so at that time that was my dilemma i did not know whether i should do that and take that step because i did not want to sail in two boats so you know what my wife said at that time my wife anita she said that if you want to shut down your coaching class you shut it down and you write i will take a job and i will become the i'll become a teacher in the school so then for the, for a few years that was what exactly happened when i was struggling and i was trying to write my first initial books and i was giving it my all during that time my wife was working and she was bringing the bread and butter home in the proverbial livelihood that was what she was doing and i was taking care of the kids at home so this happened for 2 3 years and uh, i think from there it has started that we now no longer have gender roles in our house she still works today she uh, she is still a teacher she became hod and all you know she is uh, promoted several times in a job so she is still doing it and uh, i have now brought out 12 books and uh, you know that people are appreciating it now i think if my wife had not given me that support those books would never have happened i would not have gotten that space so this is one thing i would like to say that any the kind of creative thing you need support of people of your family most importantly and that's why i don't mind whether you call me house husband or what you know that's these are all titles these ladies are going to be very happy <laughs> hearing that yeah. hats off to them there are so many things to know <laughs> but unfortunately we are coming to the end of a talk So once again, I would like to say just say a few motivating words to all the aspiring listeners, especially to the ones who are struggling to bounce back after a major mishap. I would like to say that writing is not an easy profession to be in. Writing is fun when you are writing the story. It is it is great fun to build your characters, plots, all those things. Of course, you will find that also. Uh, difficult at times you'll have to struggle through it also to create a nice story but the entire journey i'm talking about it's not easy because the thing is you have to get published you will have to market your book you need the support of your readers and you will have to make sure that you have written a good book and writing is such a thing we writers are usually never happy with what we have so we are always looking for the next step so this kind of thing will happen with 
you also once you are published you will feel that i want to be published with somebody bigger when that happens you will think that i want to go to a lit fest when that happens probably you will think that i want an award so you know that kind of uh, steps are going to happen but don't think about that so the wants will be never ending think about where you are at this point in your life and are you better than where you were last year if that makes you happy then remember that you are bouncing upwards and that is what it is all about right we all evolve just make sure that you don't go down just go up that's my message to you okay it's been such a pleasure listening to you neel thank you very much thank you so much neema ji for having me pleasure to have answered all these questions and uh, thanks for bringing out this side of me because uh, in podcasts and interviews people do not ask me such pointed questions you know which will bring out those kind of emotions from me so thank you this was a very fun talk okay thank you very much dear listeners if you like the conversation then please do tune in again to bounce back with neema mankar third of each month for another interesting talk i would also like to thank manan and elvis for the technical support they have given me you may subscribe review share like thank you <laughs>